0: those things and so much more, just grab a seat in the chair with the floor, sit back, relax, we find, while
1: she drops another casual line, you're tuned into Casually Molly, with Molly and Bergie.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Amberge, based here in St. Louis. We interview comedians, entertainers, artists, I mean, anything, you name it. But today's special guest, I'm very honored to introduce. She hosts, produces, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Word up, open mic, Daisha Polk, AKA Energy. Energy. Round of applause <laughs> for myself. I That's love my that. Idea. Oh, that was cute. Oh, I liked that. I got to use that. <laughs> I that like was good. It. Use it. So yeah,
1: energy, like energy. I'm in everything, everywhere. So I kind of do a
0: little bit of everything. Jane of all trades. Yes. Well, yeah. I love that you just said Jane of all trades. That is fantastic. (laughs) I'm gonna hashtag Jane of all trades. I mean, I know that we have your handle that's gonna pop up like throughout this whole episode if you're watching on YouTube. Indeed. Yes. But I, uh, I'm just so honored to have you. I. I mean, I will tell you, I, oh, see, there we go. There's the tool. Thank you. (laughs) If you're watching from YouTube, there's her handle. Make sure to follow her throughout this episode. Uh, but I'm very honored because I did the very millennial thing of sliding into your DMs from our <laughs> podcast page. And I was like, hey, would you be interested in being interviewed? You were you so kind and said yes. So I mean,
1: why not? This right. Is, this is everything.
0: <laughs> this is exciting. I love it. I, uh, why don't you, t- you know, I had a big intro for you, but I want you to actually just tell us, obviously, I said you host, produced, everything, the Word Up open mic here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so... Um- yeah, you saw my name pop up. That's energy with an I, I-N-N-E-R-G-Y. I am the curator, the innovator, the brains and beauty behind Word Up, live music, Poetry, and comedy. Um, and it is definitely one of the hottest open mics in St. Louis. It sure is. Yeah. yeah I mean, vibes every Tuesday night, um, any Tuesday night, given you can get live music, poetry, and comedy. So that's kind of why that ended up in the tagline. But uh, it's been magical. It's been absolutely magical. Uh, I actually am like a full-blown, full-time entrepreneur. Uh, That was like my first entrepreneurial pursuit, just getting out there and pursuing my passion, which is just creativity in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But I discovered a love for poetry, and that allowed me to discover this huge poetic scene here in St. Louis, and something that really, you know, became even more clear is that poetry brings all artistry together. So mm-hmm. yes. um it started off as just like kinda like a speakeasy where we have people coming and just kind of express themselves and it just snowballed into like musicians and I mean we've had dancers, we've had uh, literally anything you think of come across this age. We've had everything but maybe like a fire breather. <laughs> Hey, come on out. Wait, wait, what day is it? On Tuesdays? Yes, each and every Tuesday night we jam and it has been a labor of love, but it has definitely been like my longest my longest long term relationship (laughs) in my entire life (laughs) every week for six years. Yes. Going on seven. I know. Wow. Yes. Well, because you started at 24, didn't you? I did. I did. I started at this bright young age of 24, (laughs) (laughs) but I'd actually been writing poetry since since like middle school.
0: What got you into it?
1: You know, honestly, like I had been writing it, but I never like read any of my poetry ever in my life. Mm I was initially doing a lot of grassroots organizing. So before energy came to life, um, you gave everybody my government name, Deja. <laughs> and um, so I was out in the streets, uh, more known as Deja, or you know, with uh, the work that I was doing, grassroots community organizing. Around the time that I started up, uh, it really was a tumultuous time. St. Louis was in an uproar because we were in the midst, well, really at the beginning of the Ferguson uprising. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really that the energy of that movement Uh, spurred, like, people to come together and want to have spaces, safe spaces, where they could Mm -hmm. talk about all kinds of things. And uh, somebody was like, hey, you. (laughs) (laughs) You should do something. And I'm like, um... I was doing a lot. So it was like, what more should we do? And they're like, well, we need safe spaces where we can come together and we can talk about these issues and we can like just, just relax and all this extra. And I was like, okay, well, I was like scratching my head. Like, I don't know exactly where to start with that. I had never done anything like that before, Mm -hmm. but it it actually was like a series of events that just kind of led up to me hanging out at this place. Um, in the Del Mar Loop, there's a spot called Prime 55. Mm -hmm. It's. Delicious. The food is amazing. Yes. But before it was Prime 55, it was like something else, like a Vietnamese spot, and then it was something else. And then but way before all of that, <laughs> it was this um it was this cafe called the Cabana on the Loop. And yes. it was like this intimate, fun space. Mm-hmm. And the owners they were Muslim, so they didn't sell any alcohol. They actually had a cereal bar. It was adorable. I know, and they had like shakes and smoothies and like American cuisine. But it was Shoot. like it was it was. It was very adorable, and it was like a cafe. And they had the best Wi-Fi, like, mm-hmm. literally, because it was, like, a ton of people in there dragging it down. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, a hidden little gym, And I would always go in there and do my work. And um, I had to start to meet people there, like, just doing my organizing, meeting people there. And the owners that were watching me really close, L- little did I know they were plotting. So <laughs> they are like, hey. After one night, um, I did a... Um, I did a meeting there and it brought out a couple of news stations. Mm-hmm. And they were like, What do you do? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm still trying to figure that out. And they're like, mm-hmm. Well, um, would you be interested in like having a regular night here? And I was like, A regular night. I'm like, mm, I don't know. All well, right, maybe. Well, like, really, <laughs> literally. So um, uh, you know how like sometimes those uh, places have like bulletin boards or like little spaces where people b- leave their business cards. I literally just walked over and saw like a business card for a DJ and I grabbed it. And then like I saw some other stuff and I grabbed that stuff too, and I called the DJ and I was like, hey. I got this idea to have this, you know, this event, at this space, and you came up here and you left your business card. Would you be interested in DJing? And literally, that guy was like, Yes. And like the day we started, he actually stayed with me for like three years Aww. as my DJ. I know. So, shout out to DJ Fred, AKA Smooth. Hey. <laughs> yes, because he definitely showed your girl lots of love. Because um, we had no idea what we were doing. We just knew that it just started to bring people out right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but lo and behold, that place closed. And then, you know, through we've had a long history as yeah. far as like places and spaces that we've been hosted inside of. Um, but the place that we've been there the longest uh, is Legacy Cafe. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are back and we've been back at the legendary Legacy Cafe. Uh, we've been there collective for four years. Um, we started there. We were there for two years. We upgraded. I'm talking like we were big and <laughs> popping down on Washington Ave. Yeah. We've been a little bit everywhere though. We've been North County. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, North City. We We definitely have been in some really great spaces all over St. Louis. But you know, Being a a female-owned and operated business, it comes with its own challenges. And um, being a woman of high moral ground and integrity you know i have to stick to my guns. <laughs> i've been offered a lot of weird things uh <laughs> oh hosting and gosh, producing. Really? yes hosting and producing this platform i've been offered a lot of weird things a lot of weird opportunities i can't <laughs> i mean we could talk about it here because whatever like what? they did what they did they knew what they were doing and they just thought that they had me between a hard dick and a you know yeah oh, a yeah. rock and a hard dick like, Yeah. you know <laughs> but i chose the rock they always do <laughs> yeah right i chose the rock bye <laughs> exactly um and kept it moving you know but um but it's it's definitely showed me um about you know my own s- myself you know it yeah. showed me a level of consistency that i hadn't portrayed before it showed me a level of dedication that i didn't even think that i had mm-hmm. you know and it was less about me because i i created something that was bigger than me yeah and i i and but it filled my cup it allowed me to feel like I had a place, like yes. I, I created space for myself, but also created a space for all these wonderful people to come together, mm-hmm. and it's literally been driving me ever since. So I yeah. you know it's I'm so just really rewarding. impressed
0: with your work because I I came across you because we have a mutual friend. I me said do. we have Bates, <laughs> yes, and hey. I was uh, I was like, hey, energy! I wished you happy birthday, and I didn't even know who you were. I that's was so like, sweet. hey, like <laughs> during our episodes so of shout out to Bates. Oh, um, but I, I've i heard about Word Up. I run the St. Louis Independent Comedy pages with a group of people here in comedy. And I kept seeing Word Up. So I put you guys on the website. And I was like, I got to go. I just got to go like one night. I don't even think I performed. I think I just went just to kind of check it out and be an audience member. <laughs> and it had such a good... When she's talking about like good vibes, don't, like there was all these good vibes. And you do, you don't just do poetry, you have comedians that come, you've yeah. got like, um. and I'll, I'll actually ask you this too, but I see some spoken word. Is there? And this is just me being ignorant to it because you know I I know friends who are poets. I, I mean, I have I know friends. I have friends who are poets, and I know of poetry. I, I was a theater major, and I can relate to you because my sweet. first play I started when I was twenty-three, and you did your <laughs> so thing at cool. twenty-four. So wait, how old are you now? I if am thirty-two. Know. Okay, so I'm thirty. So I we're not too far apart. A gorgeous two. <laughs> You are definitely a gorgeous 32. <laughs> we should all look this good at 32. All right? I hear that it gets better. <laughs> I, I'm hearing and I'm seeing that it gets better. See, I actually love being like, I, I turned 30 in November mm-hmm. and I, I'm fine. But what? I definitely have... Are you have, a Scorpio? What? Are you a Scorpio? Yeah. Scorpio power. Yay! <laughs> oh, so we disconnected. If you're not a Scorpio, you should just stop listening to this episode and no, stop no, watching No, you should right keep now. tuning in because you, you might do- learn
1: something. I <laughs> can just learn something.
0: But you, I was about to say, what's the difference between poetry and spoken word? Are they the same? Is there a difference? You di- like... know
1: what? They are absolutely one and the same. Okay. Um, but I think that too often uh, people try to box poetry and as if it always has to rhyme or it always mm-hmm. has to have this certain type of cadence or yeah. posture. And, you know, I have to remind people, like, at Open Mics, this is just your five minutes to let it all out. You mm-hmm. know? So you might get people up there that just want to speak their mind, want to talk about something that happened in their day. Yeah. Uh, wanna give some wise words of encouragement or maybe just want people to to affirm something, you know. So it, it's really just, um uh, it's a sacred ground. Mm-hmm. You know, open mics are sacred grounds. But yeah, poetry and spoken word are really one and the same. They're like two sides of the same coin.
0: Yeah. I was just curious, just because I I feel the same way you do. I just it's just like what you said. Like I think that's the issue sometimes. Like with artistic stuff or artistic endeavors, people try to box like, you're an actor, you're a direct, you're a poet, you know what I mean? Stop. But then there's you and I, I can relate because I I feel very similar to you, like in your soul in that regard is that you are, you have your, ha- like a Jane of all trades, you've got your hand in all these different places. But I think what's great about your mic is that kind of skill and skill set helps bring a community together that maybe likewise, like, like I don't hang out with a bunch of people who write poetry. And then I meet you at an open mic and I'm like, well, she's cool. I don't write poetry, but I can appreciate it. You know what I mean though? And then, you know, Indeed. you're like, Hey, here's comedy. This isn't. So I was about to say, like, you know, how do you feel being so successful building a brand you so that you've done? <laughs> like, I think that's just amazing. Like there's so many people that You said you're like, I haven't really, you know, when you had all these poets or, you know, I was about to say all these poets that you were writing, but all this poetry you had, a lot of times, a lot of writers, they're so nervous to display that work that they just keep it in a... In a drawer. Yeah, closet writers is what we call them. Yes, Um, so
1: happy National Poetry Month. Um, Oh, it is? is, This is April. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to be on the podcast. Indeed. You know what I mean? Just to kind of give that its honor and its homage. Um, Where would I be without poetry? I couldn't even tell you. It really changed my life. Yeah. to, to be at this point, you know, going on seven years, um, having this platform, we definitely had a rough, rough go last year. And mm-hmm. um, just, yeah. just even considering my own artistry and the goals that I have for myself as a multi-hyphenate creative, um, I definitely have had some moments where I haven't felt as successful. But, <laughs> I mean, of course, from the outside looking in, you know, having the consistent time put into uh, establishing and continuing to uplift and you know, carry on the platform because we are torch bearers. We really do push the culture forward. Any spaces that we create that allow people to um, to experience art, you know, and for what it's worth, um, to to even have the responsibility to cultivate spaces where people can feel that love, you know, because I've gone to other spaces and other mics where it's like. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's the people who are performing or if it's the people that are hosting. Like, what is going on? <laughs> but um, you know, but but that to me was really my my go to um, experiences that that told me, okay, well, if that's not what I'd like to consume, can I create something that? I could consume that I feel like would be the space, would be the energy, the kind of vibe mm-hmm. that I would come back to. And yeah. so it it really, like, if I'm 100% honest, I think that, you know, everybody defines success differently. Mm-hmm. And for me, knowing that, you know, A, of course, I've got this longevity, you know, so boom, rap sheet, <laughs> give yeah. me my respect. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, to also know that, I have new people coming each and every week. So, like, I do this poll every week. It's like a part of my my spiel when I get on stage. I like have to ask, like, how many of you are here for the first time? And when I can see that, you know, 40 to sometimes even 70% of my audience are like people who have never been there before, sometimes it's people that have never even experienced open mic, like to have that memory to be a part of that that is successful to me, you know, yes. because this is what we're doing. We're we're not even just creating these sacred safe spaces for artists to express themselves, but we're also giving people something that they can experience that's not uh, common, in, especially in a city like St. Louis, where I want to say that spaces like this are not the norm, you know, yeah, where sure. there are definitely clubs and bars and, you know, spaces where people can hang out and kick it, but nothing that quite... Um, is as sophisticated but still very laid back and yes. you know like artsy and and we don't even and look we just we talked about musicians and comedians and poets but we have like actual artists that come like yeah. live artists that like to come and paint and draw while they're there. We have, So cool. And yeah. because it, mm-hmm. it, it's like a watering hole and it brings all those types of people together, it also brings out promoters, it brings out people who are looking to book artists, it brings out pretty much all levels of industry, uh, PR people, journalists um, photographers, videographers, like literally all of the, I guess, kind of like the infrastructure that feeds into this whole entire realm of just creativity and, you know, just yeah. entertainment in general. So it, it's great. It's it's such a great thing, but it also has me like, oh man, how can I do more with this? How can I do more? Yes. Yeah, so. This is
0: what I love about this podcast <laughs> is that I always bring people on, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have this weekly, but. Anybody who I, like I look at you and I even said, I was like, how do you feel about being so successful? Anybody that has really achieved in just like even a observer's eyes, like myself, I'm like, oh, she's successful. She's doing so much. And you're still like, okay, but what do I do next? <laughs> okay, There's like, more. but what, what, what? And I, I get it because I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, what else can I do with the podcast? I'm gonna write this play now. I, I used to do this. Now I'm gonna do. It. And I, I think that's why you're where you're at right now in this point in your life I like because, that. it, you know, I think people see that as you know, there was some kind of like hustling article about like, uh, there was some what hustle is and, you know, how we have to take a breather. But I feel. You have really used your tools, your connections, and your skill set even through COVID because I've even watched you have the streaming stuff that That went down too. Oh, well, (laughs) here's the thing though it didn't scare you. You did it, you still were like, you know what? COVID-19 is here, it's going to shut down a lot of things, but I'll tell you one thing, it's not going to shut down my mind. artistic, right. my artistic mind. And you did it so safely. You had this like great, like, I, cause I would be online and I'm like, oh, there's Word Up. Oh, there's somebody doing some poetry. There's somebody singing right now. Like I was about to say, you know, wh- how was that kind of endeavor doing a streaming Show like that while still getting people to participate and watch. Who, yeah, <laughs> um,
1: well, what it was was my lack of enthusiasm for the Zoom open mics, yeah. You know, it just was like, This is a travesty. Here I am, all dolled up and glammed up, and I'm in a box next to a woman in a bonnet and a robe, <laughs> like, this cannot be life, like, you know. So it was like, How do I continue to um, get myself out there, but in a way where, again, like taking from all these different aspects, things that I liked and didn't like, and figuring and trying to figure out what I could do differently. Mm-hmm. I kind of applied the same logic to the streaming. So um, I wanted to still do something that was, that felt in person, but wasn't. And then I also wanted something that was much more intimate instead of trying to bring all these people out because people were scared, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it was really important to me to have something that was like high quality. Yes. Um, if I was going to take the time out to really plan it out and be, Considered of all these different elements, I wanted to have something where, if I sat at home and I watched it, that I felt like it, I could have been watching TV or I could have been streaming mm-hmm. some Netflix or something. So, um, thinking of that visually, uh, I actually so I produced. It's like so many hats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so okay. so I officially became a broadcast producer. What? You know, and I <laughs> yeah. produced successfully ten online episodes of what I coined "word of online." So that's our streaming.
0: Um, so that's that, what I probably watched. Yeah. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was
1: brilliant. It was so brilliant. And it was like the opportunity of a lifetime. I Honestly, like my path, I am convinced at this point that it is absolutely like divine and aligned because if I didn't like tap into my passion, my purpose, like none of these doors would have opened for me. So again, like Poetry Saved My Life It's connecting me with, Amazing individuals that have seen something in me and wanted to continue to work with me. And this guy reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I got the studio, and you know, I haven't been in St. Louis in 25 years. Like, Aww. I know it's artists here, but I'm really working with people who are like on this level, and and I I, th- I want to start bringing in people who are working up to that. You know what I'm saying? So sure. I had really like this in- infinite access from having the open mic for, for so long to a lot of talent. So. That was but that was also another thing. People wanted to see me stream the open mic, but I could not stream Tuesday nights because that material was just too raw. Yeah, um, I could not guarantee what was going to come across that mic, and then sure. also. It's people that's getting on the stage for the first time. It's people who have never been on stage yeah. at all, ever. You know what I'm saying? Let like alone it, in
0: front of a camera. Oh, yeah. like, I couldn't <laughs> put
1: them on the spot like that. Yeah. Um, so what it, what it did was it challenged me to look at the artists that I had seen over the years, how they progressed, how serious they were taking the craft, and how much more developed they were um, to say, hey, let's see if I can present them with an opportunity to kind of set themselves apart from you know, folks that just want to come out and have some fun versus people who are like really wanting to be seen and really wanted to get views. Yeah. And so like our first episode, it was two hours. It was like our pilot episode, so we needed to figure yeah. out some kinks. Oh, sure. We had a thousand views.
0: Yeah, girl. Out the gate. Okay. And yeah. I was like, "Wow, it's people, right. really yes. people at home that
1: really want to see this. It's people at home that really want to enjoy <laughs> yes. some local artist entertainment. You Absolutely. know, arts entertainment. Um, and 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 to support local yeah. artists, like that was a big thing for me. And so that knowing that we were getting those views like out the gate and it stayed consistent and it didn't do anything but climb. Yeah, throughout the whole entire uh, season. So my ten episodes, like my first season, I got it under my belt, you know, I feel like, you know, right. I'm like, <laughs> I got this, just add it to that resume, That's that correct. rap
0: sheet of all the things it's, I've done.
1: <laughs> it's so long, like my rap sheet is so long. It's a good, it's a good
0: rap sheet to have though. I gotta give it step. to you. So it is just so add I, the Casually Molly podcast to it. Then you'll be yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and there's the tool. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. I love it. I love it. But
1: yeah, it was, um, it was definitely another piece of like my, my love for supporting and uplifting the arts um, entertainment here in St. Louis, and um, it also allowed me to kind of give those artists the edification and the affirmation, like, hey, you got something that's above and beyond, you know, what other people are doing, and, and I had people who has, have only been doing this maybe like a year, two years, to people who have been doing this for a decade longer, Yeah. so it, it really just, it gave uh, viewers some versatility, but it also allowed the artists... To have something to aspire to. Yeah. So, and no one in the city has since then produced anything of that caliber
0: on that level. She's like, hello. And she's, like, know, hello. So. And she's <laughs> like, what's next? <laughs> and they want us
1: back. They want me back for a second season. They want me to come up with some more artists. Um, but we showcased everything. We did live music, poetry, and comedy there as well. Yeah. So, um, definitely being able to pull some of those artists out of their element and yeah. kind of get them from like this kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's just open mic. No, this is not an open mic. This is a showcase. This is yes. like, bring your best. Come ready, rehearse, like come yes. clean, come dressed. You know, what I'm saying, yes. like really get ready to give these people a show. You know, yeah. and and coming back into the second season, we, I, oh, man, the talent.
0: Yeah. Look at she. The, I just I'm love how she's excited. so excited. She's like, let me just like put my. I just. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I'm
1: just excited for what what I have in store for other people because you know these are my friends, but they're my colleagues, they're my peers, they're people yes. I look up to, and if I could ever you know offer them an opportunity more you know than what we've already been able to do together collaboratively, that just it makes my day. It just yeah fills them fills my
0: cup. You know. It, yeah, that's exciting. Cheers. There we go. Scorpios <laughs> filling our cup. Just Mm. do that double tap for some water. There you go. (laughs) I'm just laughing. I'm like, we also, I'm Italian. So we do a lot of just hit the table. We're like, good luck. Even (laughs) if it's water, we're here. Uh, But yeah, no, I, I agree with you because that's how I even feel about this podcast. That's why I promote it all the time. I'll share it on the regular page. I share it on my promotions. I do it on like Instagram platforms I'm on just because there's such talented people like you and anybody else that just gives you a chance to sit down and talk with them. And then I get to hear, like, there's so much about you you just told me. I didn't even know. Like, I just remember I just shared her photo on the St. Louis Independent Comedy Instagram and that's I was so like, awesome. hey! Which Speaking of, you were in the St. Louis American. I was. Yes, great was. article. It was Loved amazing, it. you know, mm-hmm. to get
1: those flowers. Um, that's really important because, you know, you don't want to wait until someone's, like, kind of burnt out and over it, you know, before uh, yeah. you really talk about, oh, well, you used to do... No, no, no. Like, I'm currently doing this. It's my thing. And I honestly, I'm the only female-owned and operated um, open mic in St. Louis. So she is. That is
0: true. It's something definitely worth
1: <laughs> celebrating. It's an accomplishment, you know. Yes. And, and I honestly used to get a lot of people that would be like, okay, well, so who's behind this? You know, like, where's the... We're, we're, who's behind i'm like hey you're me. like
0: um it's you're me. looking at it hey. what? people are it's just like i told you today when i had that pen thrown in my face at work it's like people are so weird like i don't like you couldn't go especially like i feel the like not to be like energy but i That's feel right. the Put energy the energy like i feel i'm like oh this is a go-getter like and she i know yeah she's sitting right next to me but I I just know that you are a go-getter. That's why you have all these accomplishments. You also, you've won a few awards in poetry, haven't you? I have. Yes. I was uh,
1: awarded um, Best Poet of the Year 2017. Um, I was recognized by Deluxe Magazine as mm-hmm. a 30 Under 30, so like movies yes. and shakers in the city. Um, who are like making waves? Um, I also have uh, so community service awards, and philanthropy awards. You know, yes. I, it's just it's just a part of what I do. It all kind of just in feeds into the mission. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's just been amazing. Yeah,
0: it's 2017 been, was a good year for you. It article. was amazing. It was like you. twenty seven and 2017, she was a deluxe, and then she won like was the slum awards or the slum, slum festival. Actually, so
1: I was the first. Uh, so they never had a poetry category. Oh. I
0: know, which I thought was
1: kind of weird because poetry <laughs> like, is like the... It's like you wouldn't have rap without poetry. Like... <laughs> Like your favorite rapper is really a poet because rap actually is an acronym and it stands for rhythm and poetry. A lot of people don't know that.
0: I did not know that. Oh, well, I, I feel like I just learned something. You did. Again, thank you. I'm just
1: like, blessing blessings on blessings. <laughs> I love
0: it though. I love it. Now I'm going to walk around and be like, oh, do you know what rap means? Mm, well, there you go. Okay. You should watch this episode. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you check should check me out. out. Check it out and then follow energy. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so
1: yeah, so um, I was the first presenter. I. It was the first time they ever presented the category, and they actually asked me to present the award. Um, so the first time they had the award, uh, the nominees, I wasn't nominated. But the second year they had it, I was nominated. So You're I thought like, that was
0: oh, really cool. Yeah, I yeah. was like, hey, somebody sees me. Isn't it amazing how you grow like that? You're it just is. Like, mm-hmm. I
1: actually never got into uh, poetry like Slam or anything like that. I, just, I write poetry for myself. Okay. Um, but I thought it was funny that you mentioned the article that you had or like the profile that you did for me on Slick because I actually pursued comedy for a full year. I featured on four shows. I'm like, I was amazed that people actually booked me because I'm like, you guys have never really heard me tell jokes, but I'm cute and I got a following, I'm so fine. book me, you know? <laughs> But I did. I actually did really well. And one of the shows was recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a. It's a for real comedy special. It's all female showcase. Where was this? I was on it with uh, Marshael Woodland, uh, Precious J, a young lady named Dinolium, the owner of the boutique. Her mm-hmm. name is Rashana, and um, Tiffany James actually. Uh, she hosted it. Okay. So it just was phenomenal. It's called the Freaky Sexy Funny Comedy <laughs> Show. It was a Valentine's Day special. Okay. And they just released it. They just like this was 2016. So okay. you say there's not like oh I
0: got it. That's a Precious Jay's been on this podcast too. We and, love her as well. And she's <laughs> like
1: so dope and funny. So the fact oh, that yeah. I even made it to a show that has her on it is like a good enough for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, You're um, like, I'm good.
1: <laughs> I told jokes that I would never tell. <laughs> and 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 then I was so bad. I was so not bad like joke wise, but I was so bad like as far as my work ethic. I literally I literally wrote all of my jokes the day before mm-hmm. and had never tested out any of that material. It's hard. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what is this even gonna sound like? And it was so long. ago I forgot all the jokes. So I went back in. I watched. I had a ten minute set, and I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give myself a pat on the back. I did I said this is recorded and it's out in the world now. You you're know, like it's anyone can see this. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do that bad. You know? Good, and and good. I was like, wow. Like so it, it really has uh galvanized me and made me kind of want to tap back into um that that comedic vein. And if I'm hundred percent honest, I actually wanted to be a comedian first. Um, yeah. I just defaulted to poetry because people wouldn't judge me as
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poetry, you're like, oh, yeah. She tried. Yeah, you comedy know? is hard. Comedy is like yeah. people are
1: like, make yeah. me laugh. <laughs> it's true.
0: If you're not funny, people are just like this. No matter what room you're in, people, people, I mean, that's the thing about comedy is like, it's you. So you have to like get your jokes. to I mean, I I was a theater major, so I'm used to that judgment a lot. You mm-hmm. just have to kind of talk. But I've never done poetry, just simply because I'm always like, what would I write about? Like, well, I've done anything. playwriting. Life is yeah. poetry, but mm-hmm. I've done theater yeah oh, okay yeah. I've so we theater. theater girls okay indeed i was always in drama and
1: arts actually okay. i was like big drama head um i actually do like did like musicals and things like that and okay. so it didn't quite translate into my adulthood but <laughs> that's okay. um i got an amazing opportunity to work with a guy who uh produced a, a screenplay here called zella and it was such a deep oh, wow. story and it was just wow and we did three nights mm-hmm. uh we got an encore we just folks just really loved it and i had a very Short part, but it. I played it like I was the, one of the main characters. I did, and honey, I had such a good time. Good. Was, I was so out of my element in my mind, but I just Fine. needed to <laughs> nail my lines. That's all I had to do was nail my lines, get have the energy, and really, you know, what I'm saying have a memorable piece. So, yeah. although it was very short, I wanted it to be memorable, and I like I smacked the piece,
0: mm, I just <laughs> gave it, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing about film. I'm like, if you long as you even if you just have one line, as long as you nail it. Yeah. It's a credit. Like, indeed, indeed.
1: <laughs> and so, um, but that, but doing that, like, I'm an opportunity junkie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, I got, like, the little itches right now, like, being on the podcast. She was like, Oh, come on the podcast. I'm like, yes, let's do it. You oh, know? I'm the same way. I'm like, and what else are we going to jack Exactly. So, yeah. so when you. um, when I got approached with the opportunity, I just couldn't, I was honored. You know, I was just above all else honored mm-hmm. to be asked. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, let me take this and, you know, run with it. And so it, it's kind of been like that since then. So even with, like, the comedy and everything, it's like, the worst I can do is not do it. Yeah. You know, so um the first comedy show I was ever booked for uh, Willie C book me. Um oh, okay. he had a flying funny um, comedy show he was doing at this place called the In Spot and the In Spot was in the my loop too. And it was a nice little intimate space, but like I was so nervous. I took like four shots of Fireball before I got on stage. And what made it worse was like I had been hosting the open mic for two years, and none of my family had ever came to see me.
0: Oh wow! And
1: my sisters were front row. And you're like, hey guys. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, thanks. "Uh," (laughs) My whole set was pretty much me just being glad that I actually showed up. Yeah. And you know, I talked a lot about my outfit (laughs) because I was fine. Look how nice I look. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was bad. I felt like I completely tanked, but we had fun. And I was still, like, very very high energy and enthusiastic and really drunk. So, good time. (laughs) Good time. Um, But it was really the fact that my sisters had came that kind of really threw me off. Because that's one thing, you know, that that's a big deal, like... Mm-hmm. You like having so many people come and like, oh, this is great, and we love this, and this is amazing. You should keep going. is one thing, but like having your family get behind you and be like, hey, we're gonna do whatever we can to support this, and we really see yeah. you, you know, taking this to the highest points. And you know, where do you really want to go with this? Like the fact that like my family has never really been like, oh, this is a really thing, a thing for you. You know, like I don't know if they think this is a phase. Yeah. But like I've literally been pouring my life and energy into. Performing for the last six years, and I'm not gonna stop. So. Oh,
0: well, that, I, you're not alone in that. I feel like there's, and I've talked about this on some episodes too. It's like, it's not that your family like doesn't love you or they don't, it's just that they don't understand it, maybe. Like, you know. No, they're waiting
1: until I get me a million dollar, multi million dollar contract or that I'm like in a universal film where like I'm a, I'm a Marvel character <laughs> kicking ass. Like, they will not believe it until like I'm an international superstar. And I'm like, that's when it's gonna be too fucking late. <laughs> I'm just
0: saying, it's gonna to be too fucking late. Well, that's okay. I'm not a I'm not a Marvel superhero either. I've just been watching WandaVision. It's been about but that's, as, that's as close with Marvel as I've gotten. Okay. So I'm just saying. You know, but you know, honestly, at the same time, like you no know, matter who it is, it'd be your family, your friends, just people, sometimes people just don't understand that passion. But you also you've proven that there's people that do because they come up to Word, of, word of of Up So of there course. you go. And that's great yeah. but it's almost
1: like you know <laughs> being in a relationship and you know the only person that you really want to hear that they like I love you and you're beautiful yeah. from the person that you're with. Right. That's Anybody true. everybody yeah. can say it and you're like oh thank you. Right. But it only right. means so much more from the person that you really are anticipating it from. So I agree. It's yeah. that energy like I really want that and you know but I also they're not my driving force you know yeah. like like that validation or proving them wrong or getting yeah. them to see me in the light that I want them to see me in. Like, that's not my driving force. Yeah. But I won't forget. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> that means, you sound a lot like me. That's probably why we get along so well. I'm like... Just a Scorpio. Just man. that Scorpio you know, thing. stinger just came out, you know? <laughs> I though but you know speaking of that, that article though you were talking about driving force you've got some cute kids I do yeah No, I'm a breeder Aww. no I, <laughs> say I'm a breeder. I was like well I was impressed because I was like wow she's producing all this stuff you know she's like going on other products and she's a mom I, I mean kids. you yeah. do everything I have, <laughs> like,
1: I have teenagers though so like oh that's gosh. really more of like the like, I ain't got the baby on my hip trying yeah. to, you know, rock the mic at the same time. Like, that would have been the worst. Yeah. But oh, in the beginning, though, they used to come to the show. Oh, so, yeah, just okay. so they can get a get a feel for the vibes and be a part of, like, the art scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we're at Legacy, Legacy is an event space. It's not like a bar. Yeah. Um, so we were, I was all ages. Actually, yeah. the youngest artist that ever performed at Word Up was eight years old.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, oh.
1: There's a comedian here named uh, Joey Crack. And he's grooming his son. I know him. Junior yes. Crack. And he brought him and he killed it. He got a stand Aww. ovation. He it was the funniest set ever. And he was so absolutely adorable. We loved every minute. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. So, um. Aww. But yeah, um, but my kids honestly, like they are my biggest supporters. Yes. Out of everybody else. They're my biggest supporters. Why? Because they don't make this difficult for me. They could be like super needy and mom, don't leave. We we want you to stay home, you know, but they're like don't you got a show tonight?
0: <laughs> I love <that. laughs> Bye. Yeah, oh they're like, "Don't no you somewhere to be? You, you just got well, to Especially fires. they're getting to the teenage years where they're like, mm, do we you uni- I mean, don't you have a show? Like, don't you have something to do?" And First it's like, wh- I, "What?" <laughs> But <laughs> well, that's cute Do now? Do it they want to do Like poetry Or any artistic endeavor mm, They are
1: artsy But they're okay. a different Type of artsy I'm, okay. I'm the performance arts uh, Whereas they are more Into like the The graphic arts The digital okay. arts So my son is into Like computers Coding soft skills Oh that's very cool I know And my daughter's into Like animations And graphic design And she does like wow. a lot of She draws And does like a lot Of artsy stuff on, That like, is amazing I know And they just picked it up On their own So like it wasn't me Trying to force them To do stuff like Let's see what you're good at, you know? Yeah. And just is like stuff that they just fell into. And, yeah. um, you know, my job, like, I don't want to be like a career mom where it's like, oh, I'm going to give everything up so I can pour my life and energy into you. You better be somebody like, uh-huh, you're going to have some big shoes to fill, honey, okay? Because I'm going places. They're going to be all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Because my my parents, unfortunately, they didn't leave um, a huge mark or, or large shoes for me to fill. So I was kind of just allowed to... Kind of grow in whichever way, you know. The light shined uh, mm-hmm. for me, and and not that that was like the worst thing, but it, but when you don't have that guidance, when you don't have that like,
0: yeah.
1: I see you doing this. Let me pour into that so I can push you into this. Um, it left me, you know, in my early twenties, kind of like I don't know what the fuck uh, I want to do. Yeah, like I guess I get a job and right raise my kids, and then you know you work a couple dead end jobs, and you're like, man, this just doesn't feel like my me. life. Yeah, yeah. so. I had an epiphany. Um, it made me cut all my hair off. I had a Britney Spears moment. <laughs> but I did have a transformation. It was yes. very transformative, eye-opening, um, and it allowed me to center myself. And it took me a year or two to kind of, like, snap into, you know, place. But those pieces just started to slowly, you know, kind of draw themselves together. And then it was, like, just from there. Yeah, I look up, and I'm, like, six years later, like, oh, my God.
0: But see, look, like <laughs> just from that starting point, look how far you've come, and you're still like, oh, I have so much more that I so much I want to do. They don't even know. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I don't even know what else I want to check off right now. <laughs> like, I mean, so. I, but I've
1: done so much already, and 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 of course, like I'm, I kind of try to look at things holistically, like. All three sixty degrees, like like what really have I done? Well, yes, I have um, produced and managed an open mic platform, but I do all the graphic design, the promotions, uh, yeah. And marketing. Yeah, same um, here. Like I do all the booking. <laughs> I do like yeah. I literally do everything for it, and it showed me so much about myself. So like being a multi, having a creative, like that's just even like pertain to my own. Stuff like not even when it comes to like all the many labels and you know levels that I've had to Mm -hmm. get to know by having this platform, and it's so important, I think, for anybody who gets into entrepreneurship to realize like you have to know the ins and outs of what you're doing, so when you do decide, like, hey, I don't have time to do this anymore, let me bring somebody else in, you have a full-on um, understanding of what it is that you're asking someone to do, and yeah. then you can also create for yourself an idea of what you're looking for mm-hmm. when, you you know, you bring somebody in, so you know when something's a good fit, you know when it's not a good fit, you yeah. know, so, yeah, I wasted a little bit of time trying to bring in a team of folks to kind of give me a hand and assist me, but I realize that sometimes people just want to be a part of something that's really cool and fun, but not really want to do, like, the work, you know what I'm yeah. saying, and and this is, like, yeah. twofold. Like, <laughs> it definitely speaks to my passion and my purpose, um, but it is work, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but this year, it's totally different. I got some really really amazing people who have jumped on board and like hey, we believe in you, we believe in this, we see this, so we want this to thrive and grow and live. Mm-hmm. And it's really taken a, a huge weight off my shoulders because I do have aspirations to do more acting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I definitely have already done some amazing things that like I've been keeping a lid on because you know, you can't talk about everything you do. Yeah,
0: I know, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um it's just been like just this year, this first quarter. Mine has been blown. So some days I like have a hard time really putting some respect on my own name because like I have so many other things that I do want to still accomplish. Mm -hmm. But you know if I really sit down and you know look at what I've already done, it's like whoa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you have to remember all the things you've done because I do that too. Where I'm like, oh my god, I'm not doing enough. I have all this stuff. I feel like I wasted time. And then you look back on all your accomplishments and you're like, oh, well, oh, that you know, yeah. that, was, that was okay. You know, like <laughs> especially like I remember the front of the first plays I ever produced when the local news like showed up or like the, And I remember being like, oh my god. But it's the same thing. You're like, I can't believe I remember that. And I'm like, I hope I can keep on doing that. I remember at 23 just going. I hope, like you know, I've had this great successful show. I have another one coming up. Is mm-hmm. that going to be just as successful as the other one? So I, I, I understand where you're coming from on that. But you seem to be still doing stuff, didn't you? I think outside when we were talking to Chris, you hosted an event that you were talking about. That's yeah. Really cool. So
1: because I, I am a poet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love poetry, and as I stated before, it totally saved my life. Um, getting that stage work, getting that mic yeah. work, it's allowed me to become very comfortable um, on, on the mic. So yeah. I host and I emcee, um, and I've literally hosted <laughs> any type of event you think of, I hosted birthday parties, baby showers. Um, I've just yeah. been asked to That's host my first industry. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to be hosting a wedding reception because, you know, people just love my energy. That I've mic, done so, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the wildest things I've ever hosted, um, it was a barber beauty battle in a boxing ring, <laughs> like okay. literally chair on one end, chair on the other end. I'm like, Get ready to rumble. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so much fun. But yeah, so um, I hosted a, a Halloween bash uh, featuring some of the most amazing St. Louis musicians. I mean, like, St. Louis has so much to offer, um, you know, just... All across the board creatively, but musically, like, it's Mm unparalleled. And um, Tonina Saputo is definitely one of my absolute favorite basses. She's got this voice, and she can sing in so many different languages. She can sing in at least two different languages. She's just, like, the Mm -hmm. bomb. So I'm a complete fangirl and um, um, mastermind. Uh, He just had a virtual uh, concert called Jim's. It was insane. Like, nobody's doing the stuff that he's doing. And his latest uh, track that just dropped, Square Up, like, I be jamming to that joint all the time. OK. I'm a real fan. Like, I, love I don't it. think people realize. Like, I literally listen to local artists yeah. um, That's on my playlist. Local artists, instrumental jazz, lo-fi, beats. Like, yeah. that Afrobeat yeah. music. That's, like, all of my catalog. So um, I'm always, like, trying to give the, the artists those streams. But um, what happened was I had my car had gotten broken into. And I was just devastated. Oh, and my man. feelings were hurt because it was the day after my birthday. And um Oh my
0: god. And a and a
1: brilliant, brilliant, beautiful brother who's actually just celebrated a birthday as well last week this weekend just passed. Alonzo Townsend. Um he's uh he's really tight with Tanina and he helped uh put that event together. So he was like, Is there anything I can do, you know, to oh, to, to you know, <laughs> okay. just just so I know sweet. your birthday just passed and I know your film's tight. Well I said, if I could host the Halloween event." <laughs> I would, that would just make my, you know, I would just be so happy. I milked that honey. I did. And when he hit me back, the next day I was like, you're on the docket.
0: You'll be yes. hosting.
1: I I lost it. I ran all around. And I was like, hey, I gotta get me a costume. I went to uh, Johnny Brock's and I was the Joker. I literally, I did the face makeup and everything. I had like the whole lip. I literally had on a purple suit, lime green shirt, Flower, everything. I even had on like pointed white boots. Like I was totally in character. I loved it. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. We kicked it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was a good oh time. Oh my god. It what it... a good
1: time. I'm sorry that it started out rough, but I mean, I it,
0: like, it it had a good ending. <laughs> it did.
1: It did. It opened up a door, you know. So where you know one could see travesty and you know loss. Yeah, I saw it as a, like a huge an game. opportunity. Absolutely. And um, I don't know. It's just. Again, like the 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 hard times never last long, you know. Mm-hmm. And even you know, if I have like moments, you know, um, I consider them peaks and valleys. You know, people always think of like time is like a linear thing, but it's really like a sine wave. It just goes up and down. And so those valleys, man, they make the they make them um, they make the peaks so worthwhile because yeah. it may seem like you know the darkness is like never ending and you know like oh it's like bad on bad on bad, but then boom. Something happens and then all of a sudden it's like oh we're right back up here yes. like and it just makes it you know it really puts it into perspective
0: that I, I I that's what I love about you and I told you I can feel I, I've been saying this probably throughout the whole episode but I can feel that energy <laughs> off of you is that you know. A, a lot, of, and this is why I even did comedy was that you can take a tragic moment or something that you've been through in your life, but you get to take control of that Absolutely. moment Absolutely. and turn it into art. And then it's amazing how I'm sure you feel the same way people can relate to you like, if they hear your poetry or they see an event that you host and they're like, oh, that's something I experienced or that's something that I went through. And then on top of it, making, like, when I host shows, I, see, that's the thing in comedy, a lot of people are like, oh, everybody hates hosts. I love hosting. I love, I, love, <laughs> I, I get the, I'm like, who's ready for a show? Like, <laughs> this is the Funny Bone favorite. Are you ready for this person? Like, it's so fun to me. And I I see you do it at your mic. You're like, who's ready to go? Like, let's do this. And I'm, I'm like, with it. like, yeah, I'm like, this is, it's just like I and that's why I like I feel like that energy attraction from you cuz I'm just like you are so fun. Like I could see you hosting an event and people are like, "You know what? I'm really glad I spent 150 dollars hey, to come to this event." I shame, like, I you shame. know, like it's it's you need people like energy to be like, "Hey." What she said? This it's true though. You really do. Like and that that's going to bring joy. I hate to be like I have to be philosophical like that's going to bring joy, but it really is. Like if you have one positive person in your life like you that touches other people with their art, it's going to pass on to somebody else, and then it'll take over St. Which, by the way, I'm going to ask you this one last question, and we're going to see what's on your docket, speaking of. Uh, you know, I've interviewed people from California, New York. So, you know, we've got the East Coast, the West Coast. We've got people, you know, in the Midwest. Okay. We're obviously based here in St. Louis. Why St. Louis for you? Um, well,
1: I am St. Louis native. I was born and raised here. Okay. Um, I have headlined in Pittsburgh. I performed sure. in DC, uh, Orlando, Florida. Um, I performed in ooh, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, hmm, I haven't been to as many places as I would like. But I'm definitely okay. changing that uh, this year, above all. Um, but St. Louis right now is the place to be. Um, it is it's almost like it's, little, its own miniature hollywood without the beaches you know what i'm saying like yes without the beaches and the and the consistently sunny weather um, <laughs> but i kind of feel like even though like st louis like the people are kind of like the weather here like one day it could be like really beautiful and bright and sunny and the next day it could be like rain and then hail <laughs> yeah like the people are very kind of like swishy-washy like that but it 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 makes it easy to navigate um, because you can kind of anticipate what to expect. Um, The community, it seems large, but it's actually quite small. Um, And there's a comfort there to a certain degree, Mm -hmm. a a comfort that people oftentimes don't like, which is why they leave and go to other places to get fame and notoriety. But my theory about St. Louis as well is like there's so much talent here that it's hard for anybody to feel talented. So... It's easy for St. Louis to get painted as a town where there's like haters or people who don't really appreciate what other people are doing. And that's really because a lot of people are doing a lot of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's hard for someone to see what someone else is doing when they're doing the exact same thing as someone else, you know. And and while, you know, looking at it that way, it's like, okay, I can get it. You know, it's like when you go other places, you realize that people aren't moving like we move here in St. Louis. People don't do stuff. Like like it's people waiting for someone to do something, while yes. here in St. Louis, everybody's doing something. We're doers, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you when you take that mentality and you go somewhere else, yes, it's easy for you to get seen and to thrive. But when so many people are shining brightly, it's hard to see other people shining as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to me, it's the connectedness. It's the Um, The ability for me, I've been able since I was a kid, I've been able to kind of like adapt and I want to say conform, but just just have an aspect of myself that can kind of blend with any circle with any environment. And um, it's it's been I've been able to kind of adapt that same that same aspect of my personality. To like being able to intermix with all these different communities here in St. Louis, so to be a part of the poetry community, to uh, not be a full blown musician, but to still kind of have my connections sure. with the musicians, and then of course my line with the comedy, and, yeah. and and just to be able to touch in all these different uh, arenas, um, it 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 just has allowed me to appreciate more um, just creativity in general. So have like having St. Louis be my home, I don't know what kind of person I would be if I was born anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm always going to be grateful. But I honestly, like, I see myself as, like, a global citizen. So I don't, like, wow, well, I might have been birthed here in St. Louis, like, I see my home is wherever I make it. So definitely yeah. you 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 like I'll have some land here, but I'm not I don't see myself staying here forever.
0: Sure. Um,
1: right. I mean, you know, Vegas is calling me, uh Callie is calling me. Yeah. Like,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm ready like, to go. Let's go to Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> let's go right now. We're just leaving after this episode. Just remember to casually subscribe to the podcast, follow energy on social media, and then maybe you'll see us in Vegas on this trip. It's gonna hey, be fine. Look, I,
1: you know, those show girls make uh they can make a thousand dollars a day.
0: Hey, I'm ready. I'm what talking about just, just dressing
1: up in feathers and taking pictures.
0: Like, hey. I was you know. like, I had dance experience. Just, I'm just you know. doing a little cabaret, little, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, action. Because I didn't know. It's just like word up, open mic. We just pop it out. Just there pop you go. it out on the show. You know, I actually like
1: that a lot. Yeah, yeah let's like do a lot. pop
0: up, open mic. There we go. <laughs> no. the, okay, we just came up with a great concept. But before we leave, is there anything, because speaking of things popping up in your life, are there anything, any shows, anything coming up that you want Always, to always. About?
1: So the, the Tuesday night, my huge labor of love, my baby, uh, word up, is each and every Tuesday night at Legacy Cafe, 5249 Del Mar, 7 to 11 p.m. We are in that thing, and we are jammed. And it's such a vibe. Um, It's a great way to even see what else is happening locally. Sure. Because artists often come and they promote it. Um, uh, In addition to that, um, I actually did a really amazing... um, a photo shoot with a woman named um, Renaissance Marina Renaissance, and it got picked up by STL Made. So please go to renaissancecjs.com. Okay. Check out that beautiful, beautiful uh, recreation of some historical figures. Um, it's just impactful, and it's a great way to learn even more information about you know l- heroines and you know just, oh, just having it. that educational piece. Um, mm-hmm. I wanna drop that I'm in an exhibition for Google Arts and Culture. It's a big deal. It's like my first graphic art submission. It got picked up and the exhibition just, got released um i'll be going to new york
0: in what? may for it i know it's so <laughs> amazing look it's so much happening
1: It's you're so much like happening. so
0: much remember when you were like i have so much more i need to do and you're like oh no big deal just going to nyc baby let's go <laughs> it is it's happening uh, and be on the
1: lookout um the short film that i did last year uh, is finished and we'll be, produ- we'll be um, publishing that really, really soon. Um, it's called Contingency Plan. It's the prequel to my full-length feature film that I'm starring in called Siren Song. You can see the trailer for that on YouTube. Um, just find me <laughs> on social media and add me. And I did have a romantic comedy that released uh, in December last year <laughs> that has yet to really like hit waves, because we haven't premiered it here in St. Louis. But be on the lookout for that, because it's called Love in All the Wrong Places. The trailer for that is
0: also on YouTube. <laughs> so like, yeah. I love that love in all the wrong place. I love she's like, Oh, and I have this going on and I'm like, I mean, I was just excited my chili turned out okay last night. So don't worry about it. I can't even open up a salsa jar by myself. Oh my and this gosh. girl over here is just like And my romantic comedy, Love in All the Wrong Places. I've been there. That's not I, I feel like that's just my life. No, it's all right. <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. No, <laughs> My boyfriend is mm. going to be like, what about me? Uh, but I really appreciate your time. Now yeah. that uh, I always ask, you know, now that we're casually done with this episode, what are you going to do now, now that it's over? What are you casually going to do? Over, I am casually going to call
1: some folks and talk big bed ish about me having another interview today because bam, we out here. Yeah, uh, we out here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just made the most of my night. It's a beautiful Monday night. Yes. And um, St. Louis has some great weather going on today. I'm cute. You don't know, get out in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably go smoke some hookah no- yes. Nothing major. Just, just decompress because tomorrow night we're having a reggae night.
0: Oh, we're reggae. Yeah. Oh, I like this. This is great. I love reggae. I've <laughs> been to you? Jamaica, so I... Oh, 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 yeah. See, you got one up on me on yeah. that Oh, one. no. One I up. mean, like, I just, like I said, I've seen it. I've never performed it. <laughs> like, well, I maybe, just, you'll, maybe you'll pop out and come hang out with I know, us. right? Hey, yeah. who knows? i Kendred kindred and Sounds IDC's good. are our feature, um, and they're going to rock the house. Sounds good to me. Um, All right. Thank you so much. No, Bye, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>